I look forward to this evening with all of you. Padre Pio always said that there's more souls coming to call to church services, our own, even on this teleclass, than we could even imagine. And I believe the same thing is happening tonight for us. Those of your family members, friends, co-workers that have passed on before us, they're probably asking for our intercessions. So I believe they are. I'm a firm believer in praying for those who have deceased. But we'll talk all about that tonight. But hey, Susan, could I ask you to start our service tonight with prayer? Yes, Padre, and I thank you for inviting me to this special occasion because all saints and holy souls are gathered here with us as we all gather in this grace space. So I'm going to ask all of us to please allow a moment where we close our eyes with the divine and we link our sacred hearts together in a divine love union of all saints and all holy souls. Dear God, May your mercy touch every heart. May we live each day with your hope and love running through our divine heart and soul. May we have the remembrance of your grace filling our soul and our sacred heart. May we feel the immaculate heart of Mary, our Lady of Fatima, as she has engulfed each and every one of us and embraced our holiness. A mystical cloud of faith fills us completely as we gather here in divine holy union. May we feel your strength, Holy Father, in our bones and in our blood, in our body and in our spirit. May we feel safe knowing you are here in our presence and at all times. May your angels forever guide us. May we never feel alone or abandoned in these times. Help us keep our hearts open and our eyes totally focused on you. May the snares of the darkness be eliminated by your holy light. Let us gather our hearts together in your divine mercy. May we be forgiven our sins as we move forward on this awakening journey. May your love, understanding, and grace lead us to each moment we feel despair. May your holy light illuminate our soul's path that we find you when it seems dark and frightening to move forward. May the leadership of this country be directed by your divine forces, and may we pray together in the crusade of the Holy Virgin Mother for the salvation of all holy souls because of divine love and mercy and reconciliation to you, our Holy Father God. Amen. Amen. What a very thoughtful prayer. I felt, though, the love, the energy that goes with that, Susan. You're one that walks with the saints and the souls. It's deeply appreciated. I like to hang around with those people (laughs) because I can learn a lot in my own walk with God. This is a special time of year, and I think everyone's hearts are leaning in to the sacred heart of Mary, the sacred heart of Jesus, and also for our loved ones. And we do want to be encouraged that they desire our prayers, they desire our love, even though they've passed on and they're near us. And to me, that's the jewel that each of us can offer each other, that encouragement. I take it from the scriptures where the scripture leans towards, it says that God leans towards us. He desires our love. He desires our communication, our prayers. And 
that just tells me such of a loving father. And the same way with our Blessed Mother, we've been hearing many messages from Our Lady of Medjugorje and her appearances every single day here, encouraging us to pray. Pray for the souls, pray for the priests, the nuns, our nations, our government. And it's like there's a, a loving spirit behind it. But again, as the scripture talks about, we have the physical, but we also have the spiritual. And once we can lift up the veil and actually see what's beyond us is what really matters. And to me, tonight the veil gets lifted for all of us. Our souls and our spirits, we get to dance with our loved ones. Even as we celebrate the Eucharist communion tonight, if you have your wine and your wafer at the end of this program, we'll offer communion. So for me, that it's like wrapping it up in, in an essence. So Susan, I want to hear from you. Can you tell the story about when your sister died? Wasn't it your twin sister in the 9-11? Is that correct? And then your experience with her. Well, the experience from 9-11, she was actually a year younger than me. Okay. And the experience there was tremendous for our family, tremendous for these times. We gathered together in hope and prayer that everyone would be okay. Of course, that totally was not the case. Mm. And I was able to see her that day through spirit connecting with her at one in the afternoon. I could not share that with my family because I knew they would never understand that. Yeah, yeah. So I had to keep that to myself and to walk in the path of where they were to honor my family, but to know that my sister was okay, that Jesus was present, the Blessed Mother, she was in good hands, although she was not back here. So my family felt mortified that they couldn't find her. They were left feeling, I guess, abandoned by the whole situation of how could that happen? And how could anything like that happen in the world today? Especially in these times, who would think that? Who would do that? Correct, yeah. So we did have a lot of family prayer because it would keep us together to know, to understand that God is really present and that we must understand that even if someone's on the other side of the veil, they are okay. Because Mm. they are not physically present doesn't mean that they're not here. Yeah. It's hard for my family to understand, but even later on, my mother began actually to see my sister and then she used to watch her cat because the cat would notice my sister being present in the room. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she would tell me these stories, and I said to her, you know, if you see her, it's okay to communicate, talk with her. It's okay to do all of that. Mm. It is a good thing, and it's not a bad thing, and never to feel afraid of that whole situation. You made mention, Susan, and I like your description of that as, we connect in prayer because prayer is the key to bring us to the supernatural, to the other side. And if we have a prayer life, those, it's one way of communicating. Not the only way, but one way to communicate that. But I know when we set up this teleclass for tonight, many of our listeners have lost loved ones and some tragically. Also the, the heart is very tender when we talk about this because some of us might not have closure to that. In walking 
with your family in that. What was one of the keys or comments or directions that you actually gave them in order to kind of bring them to that place of it's okay, wherever that loved one is? What would you say that maybe stands out, that direction you could give them? Well, to a deeper understanding, I try to remind them that she was in a place where we all came from. That place is safe. Mm. It is home with God. And not to be afraid. Because even the patients at the hospital that were passing, even their families at home, I would tell them, it's like your birthday, even though it's Mm. horrible and hard to say, but you're going home. It's hard to live on this planet. It's very challenging at this time. It's much easier to be in the grace and love of God. That's a different space. Totally different Mm -hmm. than what we're experiencing on the planet at this time. But to know that your loved one is with God, what better place would you want them to be? Mm. So we would often gather in prayer. That's a common approach. I think we all find solace for those that do pray or meditate that it's in those quiet times that we actually get revealed of how much we're loved and they are loved. And eventually the heart heals enough to know that we are all going home one day, (laughs) whether it's through a tragic, whether it's through God just taking you home, like my sister Deb, she just passed in the night, no fault at all. And it's like, I kind of want to go that way. (laughs) I was speaking to a a friend yesterday about, because his mother is in the process of passing, and we both talked about, well, like for me, if I'm single, I go, well, nobody's going to know if I die. It it might take four or five days before somebody comes, checks on me. And, And then I had the realization, well, what the heck would that matter? It's like, You'll be seeing everybody because you're going to be free of the body. And I go, oh, you're right. So the mind gets in the way of trying to figure out passageway. And the passageway is to love God, love your neighbor as yourself. In planning this, you talked about our Lady of Fatima was drawing near to you. Can you share something about that? Yes. What happened that morning, which was the day of our actual meeting on the telephone, I had during my morning prayer, Our Lady of Fatima came, but sometimes a vision will come, and it comes quick, and then it'll go by, but not this day. She stayed for quite some time, downloading divine transmission into my heart, into my soul. I could feel her grace, and the whole essence of her being just completely surrounded me. And I said to myself, this is going to be a huge conversation that I have with Padre. Because not (laughs) only was it St. Faustina's Divine Mercy Day, but two days later from that, on October 7th, it's actually the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And Our Lady of Fatima was big with the rosary. That was one of her main quests for coming, was to have the world pray the rosary because of the power of the prayer. As like Padre Pio said, it is a weapon of all times, especially these yeah. times. I mean, he mm. left in 1968, but we are still here present. And the rosary is still much needed. So that whole union, I could feel the grace, and then taking two souls, as you and I ignite on the call, filling us with the faith 
of God, the faith of divine, the faith knowing and trusting that all things, though they may look bleak, will be changed into light, divine love and mercy. That we all must have mercy as we walk here with one another, without judgment, without criticism, to have an open heart, to keep the divine always in your focus. The biggest essence of pleasing anyone is really to please God. No matter what our duties seem to be on this planet, the biggest one is to please God. And then the mercy, the divine mercy, the whole entire diary, which her second diary, the first one she actually had burned because Satan drove her to that. So yeah. Saint Christina had to literally try and rewrite what she had written. And in doing so, it's really similar to the Bible because it is written by the divine, not by her. She was transmuting God's words and Jesus' words into the mercy of each one of us that are here and present. She also was responsible for parts of the Holy Trinity, believe it or not. For St. Faustina mm-hmm. died at the age of 33. She was the third of ten children. She went to school. She only had actually three years of simple schooling. So her English, well, her Polish was very minuscule because she had no way of developing it. She went to work early to help her family, especially with the ten children. And her mother constantly had her working. She did not want her to enter a convent, although that was her desire. The mother continuously pushed her out into the work field just to bring money in and to keep her away from being what she would call locked up in the convent. That wasn't St. Faustina's idea of living her life. And she continued to be a simple way of prayer, which is how Jesus was able to open up to her. Because her whole life, the number three is the Holy Trinity, and everything in there is about the Holy Trinity. And the feast, of course, of the Divine Mercy. The mercy for one and the mercy for all. Divine Mercy. I think most of our listeners know of her, but for those that do not, it really is, her whole message was about God's mercy. And especially at the hour of a person's death. And I've seen that play itself out over and over in my family. You know, I was there when my dad passed and I was there when my mom passed and my brother-in-law just passed about a month ago. And I told my sister about Divine Mercy. She heard about it, but she really didn't know anything about it. So I gave her a leaflet and, and I heard that she was praying the Divine Mercy when he passed. So it just, it lifts my soul because Jesus promised that he would come and with our blessed mother and the angels and take them. But the hour of mercy is, is about God's compassion and it kind of wipes us soul clean in a sense for all our transgressions because we got a lot of them. You know, if you want to count them every single day, you might pile up. But because of praying this prayer or this chaplet, so to speak, that it positions our soul to let go and then to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if anyone, there's many books out there, but the Divine Mercy Chaplet is something, if you're not familiar with, I would suggest that you pick up a copy of that little pamphlet, and you can get it on Google, and begin to pray it yourself. Because I find in my own spiritual life 
that that chaplet, there's something about it that draws my soul in. And I was praying that this morning for my family and all those who have passed and even members of the CLM. All these pictures, all these thoughts came of them gathering. And it's like, so we got to pray it together. The rosary is about just roses of love given to each person. And it's what connects us. And to me, that's what this day is all about. I have my family's pictures there, Divine Mercy, Ron, Padre Pio, my little Debbie, my sister who passed a couple of years ago. And it's like the loved ones that really it does matter. And I don't think you'd be on the call if you didn't have that same flavor, same desire to really to understand what love is and what love is all about. Now, Susan, you've had many encounters with souls and people who were passing. Can you share some of those with us or even more what the messages that Our Lady had shared with you? Well, it's really like a divine grace when you're crossing. It's a whole space that is created just for you and always your family members come around so that you are not afraid to cross. And your angel is always present. Mm. The angel that comes in with you stays with you your entire life and then leaves when you leave. Every one of us has an angel like that. Many of us don't speak to them because many of us actually think no one's there or that the angel isn't there. The angel is there. And, you know, they Mm. can communicate with you once you open up to them because we have free will and choice on the planet. They cannot interfere with that. But if you begin a conversation, they will continue. Mm. They cannot interfere with your free choice of living your life with God or without, with them or without them, because the angels are here to guide you, to keep you from destroying yourself after even even at a young age and going through life. Sometimes we had some really rock bottom parts in our lives. The angels will be there to lift you up. They literally will lift you up. Even with my sister from 9-11, I saw two angels come and lift her up. Wow. They are really there. They are really present. Now, is there an invitation? Is there a decree? How would you, if people have not connected to their angel, how would you lead them to that or that place? Is it a prayer or is it just communication? I would sit in holy silence and try to diminish thoughts running through your mind and actually saying even to spirit, I give you permission to make contact. Because you Mm. giving permission allows them to come into your space, allows you to open up to that. And once you do, that communication never stops. It is there 24-7. Because remember, unlike being on this planet, when you're out in eternity, you're in eternal love. There is no, I have to get up and go to work. I have to get up and eat. I have to do this. they're, They're omnipresent. They're always there. And they're 100% there. They're not partially there. They're not, oh, your angel's tired today. He's sleeping. No. They're not like people. They're not with humanity that way. They are 100% present, ready, waiting for you. Mm. As you open up to them, they open up to you. And really, your life becomes mystically magical. And divine timing just falls into place. Everything is filled with faith and mysteries that you sometimes wonder, how could that possibly happen? But with the hands of God 
all things are possible. Every moment of your life is actually divinely guided. It is us who step away from our divinity, who look into the darker corners and see fear, doubt, and worry without realizing that if you turn the other way and keep your focus only on God, just like Jesus when they were in the boat and he walked on water, reminded them, keep your eyes on me, Mm. you will not Mm -hmm. fall. And that's a reminder for today because it gets really dark and challenging during these times when you keep your focus and faith on God. You will not fall. You will not fail. You will not be in despair. Because hope is always around the corner. And they remind us of that. And that's why the angels come and pick you up. Because they can see your despair. They can see your mind melting you down. And that's not the way God created you. You are in light. You are holy. We're going back into our divinity. We're reaching back into the essence of our truth. The way we were truly created. Without all of this human thinking which actually fogs our vision and gets in the way. And the ego has a tremendous role here, but the spirit is more taking over. So we will Mm. all live spirit-directed lives versus those of the ego and trying to figure something out. With God, everything is always figured out. The solution is right there when you calm yourself down, you breathe into your heart, And you follow the intuition that's coming from there. Because that is the place of divine mercy. That is the place of the grace of God. The illumination of your soul. It comes out of your heart's light. For we are all connected through the heart. Not through the mind, but through the heart. Hmm. For the heart of God is in every soul. And that is the last piece of us that lets go. When we are leaving this planet, the very last piece that lets go is the heart. Because that's how we're connected. There's actually a divine golden cord that goes right into your heart and right into the heart of God. Each one of us breathes through that vessel 24-7. Because whether you're aware of it or not, that is what keeps you going. It keeps you alive. It keeps you filled with knowing that Tomorrow is another day and I have another chance where we're not falling through our own mindful fault, but walking in the wisdom and the grace of God, knowing that each day is a new light, a new way, a new grace, and it fills your heart, it fills your body, it fills your soul, it keeps you walking even though you know Tomorrow will come, but you may not know how that will come. And it's okay to have faith in God and trust that mercy will be there. The light will shine in your eyes and your heart will beat. And even if you do leave the planet, you're still in the divine mercy of God. I find that for me, you express that people should go into the silence and just listen to what the Holy Spirit will say and I remember Ron Roth always says, well, ask the name of your angel. I thought, well, that I could do that. And, you know, you just sit and the name will come. And my guardian angel is Joey. And Padre Pio always says, if you have trouble, send me your angel. 
And I've done that as long as I've heard that quote. I, I've been doing that, especially in times when I, I'm in trouble or I can't control a situation and I want to. <laughs> but I know by the heavenly realm, if they know my petition and, and I'm giving them permission to go on my behalf, they will do that. And to me, that's where the miracles happen because it's really the other side that actually affects here on earth. And we only can do so much in our own flesh. But yet, the powers and the principalities of heaven can actually intercede and do it quicker and more efficient than ever before. So to me, the power of angels, and I actually sent the angels near and the heavenly realm near. It's like, call it my body, my the atmosphere, my home. It's getting thicker. So the more you talk about heaven, the more the angels draw near. To me, that's why in this time of grace, I'm talking about Sister Faustina and her role that she plays in mercy, in kindness, in bringing a soul when they cross over to the other side and how beautiful that is. And I don't know if you're desiring this, Susan, or not. Why don't you offer a prayer or Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory be for all those, that, for the next soul that's going to pass from whether we know it or the friends around us or a family member. Would you do that for us? We can call an eternal spirit, life giver, pain bearer, love maker, source of all that is, and that shall be. Father and mother of all of us, loving God, whom is in heaven, hallowing of his name echoing through the universe, for the way of your justice our Holy Father shall be followed by the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and test, strengthen us. Free trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grips of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory and the power that is love, now and forever. For we always seek the grace of understanding in all matters of life, so that we may see it clearly beyond the obvious and the personal. We always ask for the wisdom path and to understand the deeper truths of our own nature. May we always use these graces of understanding and common sense in the service of others, and may we always be able to act on the guiding instincts that flow, even without ever needing to ask. For the grace of God fills every soul, whether they be here in the flesh or on the other side in spirit. We are filled with that glory, the glory of God and the Holy Mother. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Wow. Susan, your prayers take us to a different dimension. That's, I think, what we're all living for is that experience. You know, I was reading in a book on the poor souls, and it talks about in Italy, there's a museum for the poor souls. And the, the museum was set up because there have been souls that have come through, whether they're in purgatory or even in hell. 
and they're asking their loved ones to pray for them. And one of the, I remember reading one of the quotes that said, well, prove that you're in hell. And all of a sudden this hand comes in and touches their clothing and all of a sudden there's a hand, a burnt handprint. Oh, and they got burned besides. So it's like, these are, these are realities that actually it, we have physical proof that the, the souls have come back, tried to get our attention. I was privileged to grow up in a Catholic family and we always would pray the sorrowful mysteries, but also the, uh, it was always about the poor souls. We always offered up for the poor souls and we prayed this as a family. And now being in my sixties now, I so appreciate the wealth of spirituality that both my parents gave our siblings because without that modeling, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I believe in the poor souls. I believe in my prayers, your prayers, our prayers that can benefit those who have gone on before us. Now, being a Catholic, that's traditional. Being a Protestant, they don't believe in that. And that's okay. But I believe we all love our loved ones, whether it's a child, a parent, even a pet, doesn't matter. The idea was the love of God is so ingrained in our hearts that it desires to fulfill that desire. I remember a quote from a, they were asking, I forget who, let's say they're asking the Pope, and it says, well, is there animals in heaven? And he kind of shook his head and he goes, well, he goes, I, it says Jesus will come back on a white horse. It's like, well, if that's true, then then yes, there are animals in heaven. And I believe there are. Because everything Jesus created or God created, it said it was good. So what we're honoring tonight is really our loved ones who've passed on before us. But it's really that the heartfelt understanding that you and I and together, our prayers matter and can change the world. We're living in this world that can be very difficult right now. And have you asked the saints or even the loved ones who have gone before you to pray for us? Oh, it's a divine connection that God hears every prayer. Our Lady hears every prayer. For me, being born on Our Lady of Fatima's feast day and, and being Catholic, Mary was such a big part of our tradition, so to speak. And my grandparents, who came over from Germany, settled in this, I call it German community, and we had the Catholic Church, and they actually purchased and created a grotto for Our Lady and actually got a statue from Italy, which cost a mega bucks back then. But yet that grotto still stands, and I live about 20 miles from there, and this grotto still stands with Mary. So there is a an affinity towards Mary's intercession and hovering over our family, taking care of it, just as in yours. Because I know we honor this at Celebrating Life, Mary's watchful eye, watchful heart, along with Padre Ron, Padre Pio, St. Therese. You might have your favorite, St. Ignatius. All of these are pointing the way. And if we didn't have prayer to connect us, I think we'd be wandering. And for me, as I look at world events, my heart is painful, I would say that of just watching the chaos happen. And to me, it's because they don't understand who God is. And our angels, our saints, the saints who've gone before us, are actually pointing the way. And to me, if, like on this call, our light, our prayers can go forth, and I believe does change 
everything. To me, it, it really has an understanding of that. So, Susan, what is your hope for Election Day? How do you pray? How do you intercede or allow grace or the saints to help us in positioning for what I would call the will of God to happen on behalf of here in the United States? Well, we always ask the divine guidance and for the divine forces to go towards the leaders of this entire country. And as we move forward, I will share with you that there was an actual message by a bishop and actually an archbishop who actually spoke, literally spoke. His name is Archbishop Vigano. He addressed the entire council about the Catholic Church and the closing of Vatican II and to use the rosary in a rosary crusade to break down the walls of the deep state, those in the elite, and he mentioned a few names like Bill Gates and he went down that whole list. And I was like, that is so interesting. The Catholic Church is going back. They said about 60 years now the Antichrist has been in the Vatican. They're revoking everything, going back to the teachings of Christ and moving with the church in this motion. I said, this is going towards Our Lady of Fatima keeping us in times with the three miracle messages from her delivered here that these bishops, the archbishops, and the pope will follow in her trail because they know what is going to happen if they're not following that because even the miracle of the sun with Our Lady of Fatima was the only miracle that has ever happened that way. No one has ever witnessed anything like that before or after. This is a huge message. The church is going back into the form of Jesus through the Mass, the Holy Mother, and the Holy Father, that they guide every soul back to the divine roots and to the truth of who they really are. The church is renunciating all actions for the last 60 years. They're totally going back into the form of Jesus guiding the church through the mother and the father, the holy family, and having the Mm. world follow that division and that vision. It's very interesting in these times of what is going on. This is a huge breakthrough and a big deal in our time. They're talking again, crusading with the rosary to break down those walls of the that whole deep state that has been running the church for the last 60 years. Well, I and know the, the message that you're talking about, too, is the, the key is oneness. Oneness with yeah. God, or love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. There's the Trinity. There's the connection point. I know Our Lady of Medjugorje, that's her message. I think of all the our apparitions of Mary throughout the world, you know, it still points back to love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. And somehow we keep missing the mark in that. And to me, the rosary does offer it. But other ways of praying, sitting in meditation, but just pouring our our love to God, because ultimately that's the goal here. To me, because of Catholic, I love praying the rosary because it brings me to that intimacy that I knew as a child and now is here today. But I also know sitting in the silence and allowing grace to just overtake us 
just as we will do communion. It doesn't have to be a Catholic thing. It's a God thing. It's about connecting to that source. On many of us, I voted already, and they said that 90, 93 million people have already voted. So, And people have asked me, well, how do you pray for that? And I said, well, I use the, I love scripture, and it says God has given us free choice. And I agree with that 100%. So to break that down, it's like, well, we can choose either be a Democrat or a Republican or independent. That's our choice. But then it says, but God will guide the footsteps. So we get a choice, whichever we want. It's on our flavor, it's on our heart. God will ultimately decide the election, period. So and which means almost half the people will be celebrating, the other half will be very angry. And to me, the, the goal here is God. So if our prayers go out for men or women to lead this country by the very act of grace, because this is what we're tapping into, we really will, I call it, line up like the Holy Family. We need each other. You know, instead of killing each other, we need to love one another. As I have loved you, the great commandment. To me, the divine mercy has it. It's like we need to set down our swords and empty ourselves of our stuff, our differences, our anger, our rejections, whatever it might be, and allow grace. And this is where, to me, the angels, the saints, the souls can help us because sometimes we can't even help ourselves. We're kind of out of the control. We're, we lose our temper. And all of a sudden, we lost grace. We lost the gravity of the grounding of what God has done for us. So to me, the the goal here is surrendering and to love God beyond measure. And everything else will be added. And I think Bishop Bobby, I think in our last student in Monks Ordain Retreat last year, says, and I think everybody reminds us who was there, it's like, thank God for everything. And I believe that's such a true statement. Regardless of the circumstances, thank God for everything. And if we can allow that statement, allow that truth to melt away our judgments, our fears, our depression, oppression, God is going to come through with that through the help of our angels and saints. So it really does allow grace to manifest in in a way that only God and the others on the other side can help us. So Susan, what else? Do you have a prayer, another favorite saint that you would like to share with us tonight? Oh, there's tons and tons and tons of saints. Even if you talked about St. Alphonse Liguori, the, the glories of Mary. Oh, yeah. Again, he was, in, even in 1775, he was in divine mercy, and he, he wow. had the motive of confidence in divine mercy. He was speaking about it way back when. I mean, that's a long time, and then feed up to today, I mean, St. Faustina, she was born in actually 1905. So mm. she actually lived to 1938, so she was 33 years old when she left, but St. Alphonse Glory went all into the glories of Mary, the holiness of the mother, how she directs our lives, whether we know that or not, whether we're Catholic or not, because like you stated before, this is not about a Catholic thing. This is about the unity and union of the oneness of all of us made by the Creator, God. Each one of us yeah. is the same color, the same size, the same everything. 
there is no difference. I sometimes think if no one created a mirror, we would never see ourselves outside of ourselves and then judge others and ourselves in that whole verse because mm. it's unnecessary to see that. Yeah. If you didn't know color quote. meant anything, you would never know. Mm. For sure. Yes. That's a profound statement, too. The scripture says we're supposed to put on the mind of Christ or see what God sees. And it's a good lesson in obedience, so to speak, because we do have our own perceptions that block us from actually seeing what's in front of us. And we all have experiences of judging. And when we found out the truth about it, it's like, wasn't even what I thought it was. If we can allow the Spirit, our Blessed Mother, Yeshua, all the saints uh, actually allow us to hear what heaven has all about. It's interesting because last night I had a dream. And in the dream, it showed the picture of the United States. And there was a certain color that showed up in that of the United States. And at first I thought, well, that's strange. And then I went, oh, I know what you're talking about. I won't say which color it was, but it's like, so I know who's going to win the election. It's just like, it's in a dream state, it's in the, the veil that's lifted, and all of a sudden you get glimpses of what God is about to do. And and that's in your life, and that's in my life. So if we allow grace to transform us or lead us to that place, I really believe that we are divinely set up. Even though sometimes it doesn't look like that on the in the face value, especially here in the United States of what's happening, Sometimes I have to reshift my brain because it tries to interpret, and it can't. Only through the spirit it can. And, you know, as you, Susan, understand spirit, you can read hearts. That really does offer us a, a hope, a glimpse of glory. And I don't know if you want to just take, take a little time right now, Susan. There's many people on the call, but yet maybe give some words of wisdom or just read a couple hearts. You don't have to name the names. It's just who's on the call that... The Holy Spirit wants to speak through you on that. Well, if there's a person suffering where their heart actually, sometimes it speeds up and then it slows down and then it speeds up and then it slows down. If that person would just breathe into their heart, know the mercy of God, you can slow down the heart muscle be in tempo and time with the Holy Spirit. And anyone with a sugar level that is raging sometimes out of control, one change of your diet, one aspect of blessing your food will lower your blood sugar when you sit in divine silence all things will normalize. And for those with bones that seem to be creaking and cracking, just paint them with the white light of Christ consciousness. For all those shall heal in divine timing in the oneness and unity of God. That you feel anyone with an ache in their power center, which is the stomach. When you hold your hands on there 
both left and right. Breathe into the grace of God, normalizing your enzymes, slowing down the acetic ones, or the juices of digestion will come into the oneness in the unity of your divine path, knowing that the grace of God is really in your power center, and that all things equalize and normalize in there when you look through the eyes of the divine. That's beautifully described, Susan. Where my heart is going is there are those on this line who have lost loved ones, and still the loss is still there for them. And I just believe the the Holy Spirit, the angels are all around you right now and just supporting you, allowing you to grieve, but also understand that love prevails. Not darkness, but love prevails. So we're just going to minister in the Spirit to you right now. So Holy Spirit, just send, send the wave of angels, the heavenly host, to be ministering and connect the dots. Let them know that they know that they know that their loved one is near. That's many of you on the, the call tonight. Just feel like the word of knowledge is coming out before we do our communion. So it kind of opens the door for us to receive God's grace, God's healing. Migraine headaches. People have migraine headaches. And I just decree God's love and light now. Just diminish it now. Just allow the love, the mercy of God. The mercy, as St. Therese and Sister Faustina talks about. It's about letting go of our stuff, our misery, our pain, and allowing grace now to bring us to a higher level of seeing and hearing. Thank you, Lord our God, for your grace. I don't know if you have one more before we do our communion, Susan. Well, just wanted to remind everyone that their loved ones always give them time. And even when you sit down with your angel, you can ask them for a sign of knowing that they're present or not. They will show you. They will do something. I mean, a lot of people see butterflies. Some people see doves. Just keep that in mind in your aching heart, that your heart will heal. It will mend with spirit, and you will feel the glory of God once again. So you may feel the mm. absence of that soul presence in your life. Their grace is always with you. Your heart will mend, and you will meet them again. As soon as you cross over, you will definitely meet them again. Beautiful. Beautiful message. So for those who have had elements near you, we'd like to enter into communion with God. And that is represented by whether it's bread, a wafer, water, wine, whatever you choose to do. But it's about our inner connection to God's love, God's light, Mary's love for us, her tenderness. So let's just enter into that place. And as we participate in that, we allow those loved ones to come near us in our heart, in our memory, because we're doing this together. So I asked Susan if she would like to break bread with us tonight. Susan? Holy Lord. Almighty and eternal Mother, Father, God, graciously deign to bless this holy bread with thy spiritual benediction, that all who eat of it may have health of body, mind, spirit, and soul, and that they may be protected against all sickness of the flesh, all illness of the mind, any energetic imbalance of the spirit, and against all the snares of evil and darkness. 
through Jesus Christ, through Christ's consciousness, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Son, the living bread that came down from heaven to nourish you, your body, and your form, has given life and salvation to the world, for who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever we bless this holy bread. Amen. Amen. So you can receive the, the bread of life. So as we take the wine, I'd like to just pray that prayer of divine mercy because I think it's so apropos right now. So we can have the love of the Father, the love of the Mother to draw near us. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and the blood, soul and divinity of our dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, he does have mercy on us and our whole soul. And as we take this wine, it represents a life force. Jesus came, Yeshua came to die, that we might live in the very nature of heaven, the bounty of heaven, the Garden of Eden. In heaven there's no disease. So as we partake of this wine, this new wine takes forth. It creates miracles in our lives. So if you have anyone suffering from cancer, diabetes, depression, loneliness, eye problems, the headaches as we talked about, or just death is near, this new life comes forth because we, we say yes to heaven. We say yes to the life force, the Divine Mother, the Divine Father, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we allow grace now to fill this container called our the wine, the glass, the container that's in your hand right now. Holy, 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 O Lord our God. Through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, all the saints and sages, even our loved ones. We pray that prayer for their soul, for our souls, so we can empty out and enter in to the Holy of Holies. And it's the Holy Spirit role is to fill us full. And as we drink now this new wine, this living waters of heaven, so as we partake, it cleanses our soul, it heals our body of all infirmity, our language, our sight. And we say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. So let's receive this living water of new life, new breath. Amen. Receive the gift of new life. The angels are singing now, hallelujah. They're ushering into a new, new pathway, a new life new healing, a new way of living. The darkness goes because the light has shown up. So we decree health and healing. And I'm going to ask Susan if she'd like to lead us in that prayer, then I will follow through as we close in prayer and decreeing healing. We thank you, Holy Father, for this time together. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for gathering each heart and bringing your mercy into our vision. We thank you, Holy Blessed Virgin Mother, 
for the consecration of your immaculate heart into every heart present as we ripple this entire service out into the universe so that each soul living heals the divine mercy and the divine grace. May we all heal in that faith. And as each of us place a hand on our hearts as the divine connection, divine source of life, I just decree healing, emotional healing of the path of your losses, of your despair, and divine healing for the healing of the soul, the body, the organs of this body, the immune system. Just let your fire, O oh Lord, the fire just burn away all the stuff, all the blockages in the, in the passageways, whether it's in the lungs, whether it's in the veins, it's in the joints, loosen. Loosen now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, O Lord our God, for setting a fire now and sending forth your angels, ministering angels, to bring change into each of our lives. And as we celebrate life to the fullest in our holy breath, in our prayers, with thanksgiving with our loved ones, the holy saints and angels, I say thank you, God, for this celebration in the Spirit as we allow grace now to manifest into peace that passes all understanding. Yeshua's words, peace I give you, not as the world gives, but as I give. So as we commune together, our spirits, our angels, goes forth now and brings about the very word of God. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin in us. I thank you, O Lord our God, for this treasure. I bless each of you as you Go into your sleep state and allow visions and dreams to happen. Let the angels and ministering the all souls show us how much they love us. And don't be surprised at these manifestations, as Susan talked about, that will show up, even in the night and even during the day, for they are so near us. So we just allow now the doors of heaven to welcome us in to that place called heaven paradise, where there is no sickness, no disease, but pure love and the mercy of God. So as we partake, as we dip into this living water tonight, as we sleep tonight, there's going to be such a peace, such a rest. We will wake up into glorious light. And whatever happens tomorrow, we just give glory to God. Thank God for everything. And as we move now in this, into the favor of God, to the love of God, each of us will represent the, the body of Christ by our light, by our love, by our prayers. So I seal in the good work of the Holy Spirit in all your lives and those of your loved ones, saints and sages, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. It is so.